Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So today, I want to discuss um, an aspect of healing that I haven't really seen many people talk about, um, but just wanted to kind of talk about it here because that's what we do, right? So we all focus on healing. There's been a shift in the last few years in the mental health world about, you know, moving from coping with trauma or coping with experiences to really trying to be healed from them and really working on this journey of healing. So people talk about healing in various ways. So we know traditionally we're just kind of talking about letting go of those past experiences or letting go of the pain from the past experiences all the way up to, you know, doing deep traumatic work that works on the the body sensation, kind of works on everything related. And so there's a part of healing that, or a thing that comes after you heal or in the process of healing that we don't spend much time talking about. So when I work with clients, I always tell them that doing this work will cost you something. Um, Yes, it will cost you financially in terms of like you swiping your debit card or paying in cash or what have you, but it also costs you many aspects of your former life. And I often ask people before we dig into doing their traumatic work, are they ready to pay that cost? Are they ready to deal with what is going to come on the other side of it? And, you know, we never really know what's going to be on the other side of it, but we just know as a trauma therapist, I know without a doubt that something's going to be different as a result of you doing the work, the deep rooted work that you need to do. So I'm going to kind of use my own experiences for this episode. This is going to be probably one that's a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more in depth, um, because I want to just illustrate this part of healing that I have talked to clients about, but it's different when you experience it yourself. So what I mean and what I'm talking about is desire. So prior to my my journey with healing, prior to me going into therapy, um, and I think I've been honest on here about when I went to therapy. I'm not sure if I have, but if I haven't, I started therapy shortly after my mom died. As a therapist, I knew what I was experiencing. I knew it was more than traditional grief or what we call standard grief or what we call normal grief. I knew that it wasn't normal to, you know, come home from work and go straight to bed, not spend much time with my kids, with my husband, with friends or family, but just really literally spend hours on hours in bed, crying every night and things like that. So I reached out to a therapist and at the time I reached out to a therapist, not even for myself, but because I remember being in session with someone and as they're talking about their their experiences with trauma, their experiences with grief, I spent the entire session just trying to fight back tears. 
And so when I decided to reach out for therapy, it being completely honest, it wasn't even for me. It was because I noticed that I wasn't helping my clients the way I wanted and needed to. I noticed that I wasn't spending time with my kids, but it really didn't have at the beginning anything to do with me as an individual, as a person wanting to be better for me. I just wanted to make sure that I was able to still be the best therapist I possibly could be and then even be, you know, a decent mother to my children. I wasn't expecting to be the best or anything like that, but just decent. So that's what made me reach out for therapy. So in the process of that, you know, we identified and realized that not only was I experiencing grief, but I had kind of entered a depressive episode. Um, And, you know, it's, you know, again, people will call it normal because it happened after my mother's death. But it was deeper than that. Part of it was also because of how my mother died and the entire process of, of her transition, you know, from life to to death. And so I went to therapy, did some months in therapy initially, um, got back to myself, so to speak, when it, in terms of not being depressed anymore, in terms of being a, a better mother. Again, not great, but a better mother, being a great therapist again and being able to hold space for my clients. And then I stopped like everybody does, right? Like many people do. You get that first, you know, feel good and you kind of stop going and you're like, "Mm, I don't need this anymore. And then so months went by, maybe close to a year went by. And I noticed that I was still just not feeling like I wanted to feel. Things just were not going the kind of way I wanted them to. And so I went back to therapy. And that time I decided I was going for me. I was going because I had this glimpse of this moment where I was like, you know what, I want more, I deserve more, I can do more. And I really just kind of was struggling to get it done. I I tried all kinds of things. I tried putting myself on a schedule. I tried every tip that I had given my clients or everything I had done with my own clients. I was like, let me just try this on myself because I know it works, but it just wasn't panning out. It wasn't working the way I knew it should. I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. I just wasn't feeling things. So the second time I went back to therapy, it was for me. It was because I wanted to feel a different way for myself. My kids were okay. My husband was okay. My clients were okay. I just wanted something different. So that time when I went through therapy, I really put more into it. I, you know, I let my therapist know like, hey, I know we worked on this surface stuff, but I know that it's time to go deeper. I know it's time to do more. So that's what we did. And as a result of that, it really changed my desire. So prior to me going to therapy, prior to my mom dying, I noticed that I still had a lot of what we consider teenage mindset or teenage behavior or teenage you know, status, so to speak, in terms of development, because my whole goal was to prove to people who said I couldn't do something. I wanted to prove to them that I could. You know, I've talked about before having a child young. So there was a lot of things that I had planted in my own head that I gave, I signed to other people, right? So I said other people said this to me or other people put this on me. And most of the time they had, but I planted, I planted it and I watered it and I watched it grow and it wasn't a healthy plant or a healthy tree. So this was this thing that I just needed to prove that I could do all things, that I could be the best at all things, no matter what it cost me physically or emotionally. I was going to do it because how dare somebody say I couldn't. So as a result of that, I accomplished a lot of things, and I'm not going to say I have any regrets about any of the things I've accomplished, having a successful practice, having, you know, being able to be known in the community as someone who has helped people 
you know, all those things. I have no regrets when it comes to that. I have no regrets that 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 drive also led me to do additional trainings and additional and experience additional things. I have zero regrets for that. But here I am on the other side of this healing journey and my desire has changed. I no longer have the desire to prove to anyone anything. And with that came this whole new space of, well, how do I now motivate myself? How do I find motivation when I no longer need to prove to someone? And when I would say someone, I really could never name who this someone was, who these people were, because when I was asked directly, I was like, I don't care about any of that or what somebody else has to say. But I, but in theory and in my brain, I was like, no, I got to prove to these people that I could do whatever it is that was you know, in front of me. And so with that desire changed, I noticed that I just was not motivated. So I, you know, was continuing to work with my therapist just to make sure that it wasn't, you know, another depressive episode or lingering depression or anything like that. But I realized it was because I had healed that piece of me. I had really did the work, dug in, found out where it came from, cleared that out, created a new, and I really just did no longer have the desire. So that meant I stopped kind of posting on social media as much. I stopped talking about my business as much. I just kind of stopped doing a lot of things because I had to sit with the fact that the majority of what I was doing was literally to feed that that urge to prove or that need to prove or that need to, to know that I could do something. Not even if anybody else knew, just for me to know for myself, but not even having to accomplish or keep it. So there's a lot of things that I, you know, look back now and realize I've done one time simply because I was trying to check it off to see if it was going to fit this need. Not even really looking at, is it something that I really wanted, something that I really needed? And so the other part of this desire that changed was I realized I don't need to show up in places that I really don't want to be at. And when I initially opened up my practice, and I've told this story to numerous people, but when I initially opened my practice, it was for me to have more time with my kids. I was working in an agency that I absolutely loved. I will never, you know, have, I have nothing bad to say about that agency. But one of the things that happened with working in that agency was it was intensive. And that meant I was away from my kids a lot of time. That also meant that I had to rely on family to pick my kids up from daycare, to attend events with my kids or do things like that. So their dad would be there. My in-laws would be there. My mom, my sister everybody else would be there but me. And while my kids were okay and have continued to voice that they were okay because they understood, it aided me. So my entire goal for opening a practice was literally to create a schedule that I could be present for my kids. So through the years of that, I started doing more just to kind of, again, prove to myself that I could. Not even that I really wanted it or that I needed it, but just to prove that I could. And so when I went through the healing process and now that I'm on the other side of it, I realize that now and I really do have to look at what are the things that I want to do for me? What are the things that I need to do for me? What are the things that I need and want to do for my career that have nothing to do with other people? So that led me to, again, realizing that I don't have to show up if I don't want to for certain things. Now, if I've made a commitment, I'm going to show up. And if I can't show up, I'm going to give you another alternative or something like that. But it made me realize, like, I don't have to show up just to prove that I can show up or prove to somebody else that I am this version that they want me to be. I am completely content and comfortable 
with where I am in terms of when I show up and when I don't. And that's something that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about in terms of it being, you know, both good and bad. Because with that, again, I've had to kind of sit and really dig into what is it that I actually want in my life and in my career? What is it that I actually need for my life and my career? As opposed to, let me just do what I've seen other people do that are making a lot of money or seemingly successful, seemingly happy. I've really had to kind of dig in and say, what is it that I really want? But with that, I also was able to let go of all the guilt. I used to have guilt for, and I know this might sound odd to some people, but I had a lot of guilt that I had this knowledge and this experience and this skill, but that I wasn't sharing it with everybody I came in contact with. I thought for a long time that my mission in life was to just share everything that I had, share everything that I knew with everyone else. And again, I now know that that's not how it works. That's not what I need to be doing. But it definitely was something that didn't come until I was on the other side of healing. And I'm glad it came because it really has freed me up in so many different ways. I have conversations with my friends now where I know that they are not expecting anything of me other than for me to be me. And it just feels so good that even if they did expect something else from me, I'm 100% content with not giving it to them because I'm going to show up the way I need and the way I want to, not the way that people want me to show up. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm no longer, you know, meeting needs of the people in my life because I still am, but I'm just not adding this extra pressure that I was putting on myself in the beginning or putting on myself previously. And the freedom of that has just been so amazing that I'm now able to just kind of sit down with everything that I have, everything that I know, and really decide what it is that I want. Now, on the flip side, that has led me to moments of anxiety because I'm like, man, I can do so many different things. I can go so many different directions. I don't even know which one to do anymore. And so there are, you know, again, pros and cons of this, but I just wanted to kind of, again, talk about this desire and that on the other side of healing, you really do have to now define and redefine your desires redefine your goals, redefine your motivation, kind of redefine everything. And it can be difficult, but I encourage anybody who's on that journey and in that process to be patient with yourself through it, to go ahead and step out on, you know, the, the faith if that's what you believe or put your toe in the water if that's your metaphor, but do whatever the thing is that you need to do to test it out and try to see where you will land. Because you'll probably be shocked to find out that you know, once your desire changes, it just really frees you up in a way that you that you may not have even thought about. And I hadn't thought about that either. And, and again, until I went through that process. And so I'm even reading books that I've read prior and I'm getting something new from them because now I'm reading them for my own desire, for my own pleasure, for my own sense of knowledge, not because I heard or think that this will do something to advance my life in some way. Now I'm just kind of in the space of like, I don't need to do that. And it's a beautiful place to be in. And I can't wait to share that with others. I still have that part of me that wants to share things. So as a therapist, and as I start moving into this space of starting a membership program or in a group, you know, group therapy type program, I can't wait to share these skills with other people so they also can define their lives. They can put their cape down. There's a song I heard on TikTok, and I don't know who sings it, so I'm not going to even try to go there. But um, the song basically talks about putting your cape down. 
And so when I listen to that song now and when I see videos of someone using that song, I really am like, yep, I put that cape down and it has been the best thing I've ever done. Now I show up in the ways that I, again, need to, the ways that I want to, and not I'm not forced in any capacity to do anything. I've talked to different people and, and people are like, man, I haven't seen you out in the community in a while. And I'm like, I just, I don't have a desire to right now. My goal right now, my desire right now is to pour into my children because they're growing up fast and I don't have that much time left with them being, you know, small and, and needing me to do things for them. They're not small now, but they're also not at an age where they can just come be completely independent. So I'm just enjoying this phase of where I am and I'm looking forward to helping people in the way that I want to help them, not in the way that I'm being forced to help them. So it's almost kind of like, you know, when I left the agency and when you hear other therapists talk about why they left their community, you know, mental health jobs or why they left agencies, it's often because they wanted the autonomy to make their own schedule. They wanted the autonomy to, you know, give their clients the experience that they actually needed and, and wanted as opposed to just kind of doing what's prescribed or what's instructed because of, you know, government regulations or things like that. So when you get on this other side of healing where you get to just change or you get to create your desires, it is a beautiful thing. And it feels just like leaving those agencies. It feels like you are now kind of free to roam, free to fly, and just kind of free to be who you are and, and show up how you want to. So as we kind of wrap up, I just wanted to again talk about that other side of healing where your desires change, where you no longer are motivated by the things you used to be motivated by. I am no longer motivated by needing to prove to myself or anyone of what I'm capable of. I am now motivated just by the things that make me feel good. And so I encourage you, if you are in your journey of healing, that you also give yourself space when you get to that point where you're sitting there looking at all the things in your life and trying to decide, do I want to keep this? Do I want to let this go? Or what have you. And if you aren't there yet, I encourage you to keep working with your therapist until you do get there. Because again, it is a beautiful space to be in, to do things that you want to do, not because there's some trauma trigger or some trauma battery charging you up to do it. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.